0: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited for this episode. Today we have on Maddie Moeller, who I met last semester in Tallahassee, who really just loves the Lord and seeks him wholeheartedly every day. Maddie was raised in a Jewish household and her story of coming to know Jesus as her Lord and Savior is really an awesome one. So I'm super excited um, for you guys to get to hear this episode. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hey Maddie, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So starting off as we always do, what is the biggest thing that you've learned about yourself in the past year? And what's the biggest thing you've learned about God?
1: So the biggest thing I've learned about myself is probably that there's power in the identity that God's given me. Mm -hmm. Um, For a lot of times I feel like I've struggled with seeing how I fit in in certain areas and like how my strengths and my weaknesses are like, going to be used for the kingdom. And I feel like this past year, definitely I've been able to, u- like, utilize those things, mm-hmm. but also just, like, have a better understanding of, like, the traits specifically that God's given me. That's and, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and also, um, the biggest thing I've learned about God um, is honestly just how big he is and that I keep continuously have the habit of putting him in a box. Mm-hmm. So just really focusing on... The fact that he has his hand in all things, and that, like, it's not me, it's him. That's good.
0: Um, okay, so the way that you have come to Christ and where you are now is just a truly awesome story and a real testament to God's power and God's, like, how big God is, kind of like you were just talking about, um, and just his continual pursuing of us. And so, I definitely want to take some time to have you share that today because it really is awesome. So, Let's just start at the beginning. You were raised in a Jewish household, so can you share what that was like growing up and how that shaped your view of God?
1: So, growing up, we would go to synagogue on, like, the holidays. We didn't go every week, um, but it definitely influenced the way that I did a lot of things. Um, All my friends went. It was just the community that we were a part of, so I grew up, like, around doing all the holidays and just being surrounded by Jewish community, like going to bar and mitzvahs and just, yeah. I don't know, all that stuff. It definitely gave me a foundational view of God. Like I understood that God existed and mm. that he created the earth and essentially Genesis. But yeah. to a lesser extent, like I didn't ever really think about God very much. Like I just, it was like this knowledge that I knew he existed, yeah. but I didn't understand how important it was like i knew torah stories like the ark and like a few other small ones that we don't really talk about much but other than that like it was only really relevant on the holidays it wasn't really something that our family talked about like, we would pray on Fridays, because that's when Shabbat starts. But then, like, as we got older, like, we stopped doing that. Like, the spiritual aspect kind of went away, but the cultural aspect is still there.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, what was your view of Jesus from being raised in the Jewish faith?
1: So, I kind of... i had been reflecting on this recently, and I knew that he was like a historical figure and i also knew like some jewish people believe that he was a prophet and some didn't so i kind of don't know where i really stood on that i was just kind of like oh he's just kind of like this guy and a lot of jewish people just have this like preconceived notion that like christians are anti-semitic so for me like i just grew up being like oh like Jesus like perpetuates these things which is the exact opposite but growing up like that's the view a lot of people around me had so like I think I would be leaning more towards that but I don't know if I like ever really believe that and I just don't know if I ever thought about it enough to believe that
0: yeah that totally makes sense so how did you go from not really thinking much about Jesus or maybe that he was a historical figure to then, like, putting your faith in him and trusting that he's the fulfillment of that law that you knew so well.
1: So in high school, my best friend at the time um, had been, like, inviting me to her youth group, and I would always (laughs) say no. But she's like, oh, we're having a luau at, like, the beach, and it's going to be so much fun. And, like, a bunch of our friends were going. And I was like, okay, like, sure, whatever, I'll go. Um, There was no luau. It rained. Um... (laughs) We went to a youth group, like whole thing, like worship, a sermon, worship after, that kind of thing where you hang out for like five hours oh after. My gosh. That's exactly <laughs> what it was.
0: That is awesome.
1: And um, I don't know, just something about it always stuck with me. And then from there she like continued to share with me and continued to keep asking me if I would go. And eventually, like it became something that I, like, don't know how to describe what that change felt like, but I was, like, oh, I feel comfortable here, and there's Mm -hmm. something that's calling me here, but I didn't know. Um, And then eventually, like, going through things with her of, like, Old Testament prophecies and, like, how Jesus fulfills that. And then also just really getting into the word. Like, she gave me my first Bible, and, Mm -hmm. like, her family was very welcoming and were so open to asking or answering any of my questions and just, like, i felt very known and seen and from there it was just like a decision that i was like oh this means a lot more than i thought it was it was like a slow process of learning
0: that's cool that makes sense i love how i don't know it's just so cool to see how like people learn about jesus and how they come to accept him because it's like it ranges so much Mm -hmm. so it's really cool to hear so you came to fzu as a freshman in fall of 2018 uh, how would you describe your faith then?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a funny one. Um, <laughs> I definitely, at the time, would have said I was a believer. Like, would have said I was following Jesus, which looking back at it now, I definitely wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had this, like, idea of what it would look like, this very cultural, lukewarm Christianity. And I would, like, go to campus ministry, and I would go to church, but it didn't ever really – it wasn't really anything – more than that and Mm -hmm. so I also wouldn't say it was built on a solid foundation like at that point I had understood who Jesus was or at least thought I did Mm -hmm. and like had a basis of the faith but I didn't have any real knowledge on like how to live that out so it was kind of just like something I did not something I was if that makes sense
0: yeah I think that that kind of I don't know I felt very similarly when I got to college like Mm -hmm. I had followed Jesus my whole life and like definitely uh knew who he was and like thought that I was following him but I think it's like that foundation part that's so often missing Mm -hmm. so uh what happened your freshman year what would you say that your faith was like at the end Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so a lot of things happened um I think I had like some church hurt and that on top of like not really understanding faith and just emotions and honestly just being a freshman that didn't really have like a stable environment. It was really easy for me to like take out all of those things on God and be like, okay, well, if this stuff is happening to me or like I went through this, then, you know, God doesn't, like why would he let that happen? And I I struggled with that for a long time. And around the end of my freshman year, I definitely had hit the point where I was like, this isn't worth it. Like, God doesn't exist anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I could just go back to how it was before of, like, just doing my Jewish cultural traditions and, like, being fine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay, God created the earth, but, like, that's all I need. And I think just, like, all of that stuff had led me to come to this point where I was like, this isn't worth it. But I also didn't know what I was saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I didn't understand the depth of what that was. And I was letting other people and the things that they were doing and saying affect the way that I view God. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, at that point I was like, okay, I'm done. Dang.
0: What was that like going from believing your whole life that God was real to then believing that like Jesus and God, or and believing that Jesus saved like that to save you mm-hmm. and then like now feeling like God didn't even exist
1: yeah I was a roller coaster <laughs> um I think I just never really processed at all like I knew that God existed and then I was like oh Jesus died to save me like that makes sense like what the Bible says makes sense mm-hmm. like logistically everything just lined up the way that it was supposed to and so then I was like oh cool this is something to like put my faith into and then from there I was like well if this is what it's supposed to look like why isn't it happening like why do I not feel connected to it anymore like why am I going through all these things and then to hit the point where I was like I don't believe this anymore definitely left me feeling very empty yeah I think I just again was going through this like, period of life that my emotions were really high all the time, and I didn't know that the whole time God was pursuing me, so it was Mm -hmm. so easy for me to, like, project all those things onto him, and so afterwards, like, I thought that I was content, and I thought that I was like, oh, well, this is easier, this makes, you know, this makes more sense, or like, I don't understand how this is true, and so I'm gonna be okay with it not being, um definitely left me empty. Mm -hmm. I feel like looking back at it, I was kind of a shell of a person, but like in that moment, I didn't realize it.
0: Yeah. So spoiler alert for the (laughs) listeners, God (laughs) continued to pursue you, like you said, and brought you back to him. And now you're just on fire for the Lord and growing and learning so much. And uh, you're doing discipleship and you're interning at our church and reading and pursuing God in huge ways, which is just so cool. And Your story really is a testament of how God can radically change your life, and I think that's super awesome. So all that to say, how did you come back to the Lord?
1: (laughs) So um, I had been hanging out with my friend Alyssa, and she had been someone who's, like, supported me through all this and, like, maybe not supported my decisions, but me, like, as a person. Um, And she was like, hey, so I'm leading a group with our other friend, Grace, Um, and you should definitely come. And I was like, oh no, like, it's fine. (laughs) And I was kind of like, oh, I made the joke like, oh, I'll come and support you once because I love you both and this is a really big deal and I'm really proud of you guys, whatever. And I thought she would forget about it. Um, she didn't. (laughs) So each week they would individually text me, be like, hey, like we're having group tonight, like, if you want to come, which I didn't know, behind the scenes they were, like, crafting those texts together, and, like, being super (laughs) intentional about it all, but I was just, like, oh, and, like, every week I made an excuse, like, every Mm. single week, but it finally hit the point where I was, like, whatever, like, I'm just gonna go, and then I never have to go back, and it'll be fine, um, and I went once, I brought my Bible, of course, because, like, (laughs) it'd be kind of weird if I didn't, um, (laughs) And it was honestly the first time I had touched it in years. And that night we did this thing where everyone wrote a prayer request on a note card. And then it was anonymous and they shuffled it around and handed one to every person like that wasn't yours and you were supposed to pray for that person throughout the week and at that point I was like okay well I'm getting this person's note card I can't not pray for them like that wouldn't be fair <laughs> like I knew I could probably give it to Alyssa Grace and be like hey can you like pray for them for me? but like I didn't want to I didn't want to do that so it's like all right one well, that forced me into like printing something but also I was like you know what like what do I have to lose like Also, it just happened that the content that night was, like, essentially a gospel presentation. Mm. And I was, like, what do I have to lose? Like, if you're real... I literally wrote, like, if you're real, like, give me a tangible sign and tell me. Like, show me somehow in some way that you're real. Which, like, I definitely don't recommend, like, testing gone like that. But, (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Spoiler alert, that's um, what happened. And he showed up big time. Um, I remember, like, a few nights later, I was in my room, like, I had gone... I was like, oh, like, that was kind of good. Like, maybe I'll go again. So I went one more time, which, like, honestly, looking back at it now, I don't know why I did. I just did. Um, And then, like, I think it was that week that I was like, oh, I'm going to, like, open my Bible for the first time. Like, Mm. I don't know, in years, besides being at group. Yeah. And I remember I was having a conversation that morning, and it was, like, a string of words. It was, like, diversity like justice something i don't know it was like a string of words um and the first thing i read when i had opened my bible to a random page was like um, a verse in proverbs and it had been those exact words and i was like this is a little weird like (laughs) it's i was like taken aback because it wasn't even like oh like similar and then but it was like exact words that i had been focusing on for like a mod, like a motto for, like, an organization or something that we were working on. Mm. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know if that's it. And then I was like, okay, well, if that is God, then, like, right now, I'm like, all right, fine. Like, you're, you're showing me, I guess, that you're real. And so, like, I'll just go from there. Mm. And so, ever since then, I started reading my Bible and stuff, and I started praying a lot more, and just, like, started to slowly have conversations with people, and... All I'm saying is that month, I think I've heard from God more than I have in my entire Mm -hmm. life. Like once I made that decision, he was like, all right, the channel's open and we're going to communicate. (laughs) Mm.
0: That's so awesome. That makes me so happy. And just like having heard you talk about it for months now, like you saying you have no idea why you showed up again and again, like obviously God was working on your heart and I just think Mm -hmm. it's so awesome to be able to like see an actual example of that because I think a lot of times we like pray for people to come to know the Lord and like pray and pray and pray and just feel like nothing's happening but like being faithful to continue to invite you and like reach out and see if you want to come and then just like trusting God to do the rest and like actually do that heart change like he will do that Um, so I think that's just like a huge encouragement to me and to anyone listening like I remember last semester one of our mutual friends Grace Asked for a prayer for this girl named Maddie, who had previously said that she was basically like, done with God, and then had suddenly shown up to her Bible study, and like over the next few months, I literally got to watch you get baptized and like celebrate alongside of you. And I want you to know how much your story has encouraged me, and honestly, just like reminded me how big God is and how He really can change anyone's heart. And I do like I really want people to hold on to that. Um, and to pray big prayers and just believe that God will do it because he will, because he's good and he's powerful and he hears your prayers.
1: Mm -hmm. I think too, um, a lot of people are like, oh, well, we're, we're just praying for them. We're just praying for them. And I'm like, I think the fact that that's like a lot of times my first response too is we forget the power of prayer. Mm -hmm. And like when we intercede for someone, like God hears it and I just use this as an encouragement to really wholeheartedly pray for people because God will do it. It's just like, do we have the faith to pray for it?
0: That's good. And I also think just like seeing the life change in you from Mm -hmm. before to now, like you are so much happier. You're so much more full of life. And like God changes people's entire lives. And like, if you follow Jesus, you know that like when once you meet Jesus, like everything changes And so I think, like, continuing to pray and continuing to fight for, like, that one more person Mm -hmm. to get to experience the freedom that's in Christ is, like, that should keep us going. (laughs) Yeah. So I do want to take a second to talk about how much your life has changed since encountering Jesus and, like, understanding what that actually means for your life. Um, And I can remember the season of my life when it finally clicked and I understood, like, that freedom that we talk about and understood that I could choose to live in that freedom, because of what Jesus had done for me on the cross, um, and just kind of what it means for the way that I get to now live my life, the rest of my life on earth. So, what has that been like for you, and how are you living in a new freedom since coming back to the Lord?
1: Um, I think I just feel like I have something to live for. Mm-hmm. Like, before I would try to find who I was in all of these other things, like, academics and fitness and just really anything. And I felt like no matter how much I tried, like I was never good enough. I always left feeling empty. I always left feeling like nothing I could ever do would have been enough. And so I was like, well, at that point, like what's even the point? And so I just found myself getting like really down about everything. It was a lot harder to find Any kind of joy or happiness or whatever, um, which then makes sense because joy comes from the Lord. Mm -hmm. So I think afterwards, like being able to, again, find joy in life and everyday things in big meaning and purpose of whatever God is leading me towards has helped me get rid of all of those other feelings of like, yeah, like I won't be enough. But I'm not supposed to be enough. And that's why Jesus died for us. Because one day, like, he, we're going to get to meet him. And, like, we're going to be completely whole. And so not understanding that other half of it definitely just left me in a place where I felt like a shell of a person. And so after coming back to Jesus, I just, all those feelings are pretty much gone. Like, yeah, I struggle with it sometimes. But... I have something to look back on and I have a rock to lean on. And Mm. I have literally someone telling me that like, you're going to be okay. Like there is purpose in all these things that you're doing. And like, you're not going to be perfect, but like, I'm not expecting you to be perfect. Mm. And so it's definitely helped me to just like, honestly, be happier and like find joy. And I don't know, just, I've found that I do things a lot better because I'm not doing them to be good at them. Mm.
0: That's really good. Something that I've been thinking a lot about is how God uses people's gifts and talents and passions in different ways to further his kingdom. Which I think is really cool to think about and also shows us a lot about God's character. And, like, we weren't created to be perfect, obviously, but, like, God wants to use what he did give us. Um to like share the gospel and build his kingdom and that can look a lot of different ways and as Christians we're called to bring the gospel to all areas and to all the ends of the earth and whatever your unique background and story is like God wants to use that to further his kingdom so for you specifically like God has given you a passion for the Jewish people and the Old Testament and Jerusalem and that's so cool and I just think like I don't know it's really cool to see how God is just using you and your gifts and your talents so can you first share a little bit about your love for the Old Testament and then just a little bit about the radical call that God has put on your life to share his good news with a specific people group
1: so I (laughs) I just love the Old Testament mainly because I did grow up hearing like stories from it and so being able to kind of connect with that like childlike faith of Mm. oh god is real oh these stories are real but not understanding it i think being able to like look back and remembering hearing them in synagogue has like definitely a little like a special place in my heart yeah and so i've just found it fascinating to be able to connect the two like and how jesus had his hand in all of those things Mm. even though like he had not come on earth yet so i just I love learning about it. I love understanding, like, Old Testament prophecies and just, like, being able to go from my roots into, like, bring it all and make it whole. Mm. Um, and also just, like, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. if you need a good story, if you're bored, just <laughs> read anything from Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy, First Kings, crazy. or Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's not boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think people think it is, but I yeah. I don't know what you're reading if you think it is. Um, But I think, yeah, I think that's been really cool. And also, I just have a passion for it because I know I'm being called to share with Jewish people. And, like, that is the text, the Torah, of, like, yeah. what they know and what they understand. And so, like, being able to better understand that specifically in the context of Jesus has been really important to me but it's also made me love it yeah because it's going to be my main tool of evangelism and of ministry so like i've just felt a passion for understanding it better so i could teach it better
0: yeah um i feel like that is like as christians like we see the new testament as like jesus coming and fulfilling that law but i think a lot of times we neglect reading the old testament mm -hmm. whereas like for me like whenever i read the old testament and the stories of God and like promises that have literally been fulfilled, it like increases my faith and makes me so much more sure of what I believe in. So I think like taking time to get into the old Testament, like yes, read the gospels like that is good. Um, And that is the foundation of our faith. But like going back and reading the old Testament really has helped me realize in the past few months, just like how incredible the gift of jesus was based off like the stories in the old testament and like god's character like he was so good and so kind to send Mm -hmm. someone who could take our place because we could never pay that penalty and like if jesus had never come our relationship with god would be very similar to like a being in a tent that we can't really interact with
1: Mm -hmm. and i
0: just think that's really awesome
1: yeah and i think it's really cool too because a lot of times when we start to doubt God and doubt all those things, like going back and being able to look at all the times he was faith, faithful, like Israel messes up and he's mm. like, I'll redeem you. They mess up again. I'll redeem you. you. Do the same thing over and over again, like worshiping idols. And he's like, either way, like I'm going to redeem you because I love you. Yeah. And so like a lot of times when we start to doubt him, like the first place I'll go and look is in the Old Testament and just being like, wow, he loves his people so much that he forgave them and like went and chased after them so much more than anyone else ever could. Yeah. That's so cool.
0: Um okay. So, I do want to hear a little bit about kind of that call that God has put on your life to share with Jewish people and like what that kind of
1: looks like. <laughs> um so I didn't really know what this looked like until somewhat recently. Um I God kind of like brought me back um In a few different ways to remembering my trip of when I went to Israel. And the first thing that I, like, remember is how much it felt like home and how much there was this presence that I didn't understand. Um, And how I've been honestly just, like, yearning to go back for as long as I can remember. Um, And now it all makes sense of, like, I truly think he's calling me there. Um, Probably not coming back. (laughs) But to go and, like, live and start my family and just, like be a voice that can minister to the Jewish people there, but give them truth. Mm
0: -hmm. Because
1: I feel like a lot of times the Jewish people are receptive to other Jewish people. um, Mm -hmm. And being able to have that ability to share um, coming from a cultural background that's very similar. I think God gave me for a reason. I used to like, all the time be like oh why couldn't I have Christian parents or like why couldn't I have grown up in the church and I think God has made it very clear that like like I was saying before the identity that he's given me is going to be used for something so much greater than anything I could have imagined
0: that's good that's so awesome
1: so catch me moving there Come <laughs>
0: <sit>. <laughs> so to wrap up I do want to talk a little bit about discipleship as a whole because I think that's a word we hear often but like tend to miss the real meaning of it and the impact that it has on our lives so like when i used to hear the word disciple i would think of the people in the bible who physically walked side by side with jesus and like followed him during his time on earth Um, but one thing that i've learned over the past couple years that's super cool is when we accept jesus as our lord we become disciples of him and the definition of a disciple just according to merriam webster is one who accepts And assists in spreading the doctrines of another. And, like, that's what we mean when we say we want to be like Jesus. But it also includes spreading those doctrines and those ideas and beliefs to other people. And following his teachings with the way that we live our lives. And also teaching other people to do the same. Uh, Matthew 28 commands us to go and make more disciples of all the nations. So what does discipleship look like in your life right now? And what are some dreams that you have for future discipleship?
1: So first and foremost, I think discipleship for me is waking up every day and choosing to follow Jesus and choosing to like make him a part of everything that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think in order to disciple, we have to first be a disciple of Jesus. And so it looks anything from like, praying in the morning, consistently talking him throughout the day, reading the word, like, all that kind of stuff of just, like, making sure every step I take is a step that he's leading me towards. Mm. Um, And I think that's kind of become the foundation of what discipleship does look like for me. Um, Right now I am in a discipleship group um, with the church that meets three times a week. um, And we're going through the gospels and, like, a bunch of other stuff, which is really cool. Being able to, like be a disciple of a couple that's has kids and is older and is able to like pour into us in a certain type of way. Um, So I feel like it, I'm really getting poured into and I'm learning so much. And so that's kind of has a trickle effect of now, like when I am meeting with these younger girls, like I have so much to give and I'm able to like, not just sit down and have coffee for them, but I'm able to like walk through life with them. Mm. Like, I learned just as much from them or sometimes even more than they probably learned from me yeah. and to be able to like talk to them on the phone if they're having a hard day and being like, okay, well, can I pray for you? Yeah. Or honestly, just like, as I go about my day being like, Hey, I got to go to public. So want to come with me and just like hanging out and having a good time and just like truly being able to love on them has been one of the most like biggest blessings that like god has given me and like i think i couldn't do that if i wasn't first being disciple to jesus but then also being poured into yeah and so it's like very much changed my life of like letting also these younger girls see like all of my brokenness like not i'm not just showing them this like pretty version picture of me super put together which like i'm not um but letting them also like know that I'm not maybe having the best day but still like hanging out with them and like letting them honestly pour into me in those moments and just like really being who God has called me to be in every season of life and every emotion and every like trial and triumph like with them has been has been really life-changing
0: that's really cool and I think like something that we think like when we're discipling or mentoring someone whatever you want to call it like a lot of times we think of it as, like, okay, I'm meeting with you for one hour, we're sitting down, we're having coffee, I have all the answers, like, here we go, and I think it's just, like, it's so much more than that, like, in the Bible, when we look at the disciples who followed Jesus, like, they did everything together, they shared meals together, they walked together, like, they prayed together, but, like, it was, like, a whole life thing, and I think that just, like, speaks so much to the beauty of Christian community, and, like, the beautiful gift of that and like how God gives us that and provides us with chances to pour into each other and like grow together is just really awesome. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've been learning lately and it's just really cool. So to wrap it up, what is the best piece of advice that you would have for someone who is maybe questioning God or if he's even real?
1: Like what do you have to lose? You know what I mean? like i truly believe that he is but if you don't like what genuinely what do you have to lose by by trying by wholeheartedly being like i want to do this or like if you are like let me act as if you are and then see where that goes or honestly just asking him being like hey like are you real like I think opening up that channel of communication, but also like being completely willing to like trust that there is something else out there, despite if you know if it's, if you believe it's truth or not, is just like the first step of like, I don't know. I guess for me, it had been like I kind of thought, but I wasn't sure. And then I had seen the people around me and the way they were living, and I'm like, why not just ask and ever since I did that things changed so I don't know
0: that's awesome well thank you so much for coming on and just being willing to share your story it is really awesome and I am super thankful that I get to do this season of life with you and I love you oh thank you (laughs) I love you too Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you did, please share with a friend and head over to Apple Podcasts to leave a rating and a review. Hope you have a great week.